you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. also have Matt from Von Graham Productions. We have Todd Patton from uh, Fear Connection, Dread Hollow, uh, here with us tonight. Uh, how you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah. Well, like you said, there's not much else to do right now, is there? <laughs> Perfect time to not talk real. about some haunts. Yeah, that's for sure. We're actually in the middle of our build right now. We Since we canceled Screen Break... We're tearing everything down and remodeling for uh, this next coming season. Very cool. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully all this you know world craziness will settle down in the next few weeks and life can get back to you know whatever normal is. Yeah, that's the key is whatever normal is. But yeah, I think. Uh, but no, we we talked about it. We were going to run it, and then with everything happening, we pulled off and pushed it back and figured we'd start our remodel. That's. I mean, that's kind of the best thing you can really do is make make the most of the time you've got right now yep. and you know just hope for the best yep we, we already planned our video or uh, for our commercial shoot we're doing that in may the first week of may so we'll we'll yeah, have cool. all of our commercials and everything ready to roll for uh this coming hot season awesome that's exciting well, uh, right there i can't wait to see that <clears throat> Yep, yep, yep. This year is it's three totally new haunts like usual, but uh, but yeah, it's every year it's fun, and we, we're undertaking a big old project that uh, we're starting next week, and uh, I'm looking forward to finishing that thing up. So I uh, can't really reveal much, but it's going to be really cool. Hell yeah! Nice. I'm planning to hopefully this year, since I'm I'm taking a year off from working in a specific show, uh, try and come down and check the show out this year. Please do. Yeah, I, uh, I just I decided this year to you know step back from being an active role in a show and try to go and enjoy some haunted houses because I haven't been able to go through haunted houses in five six years now. Well, you're better than me. It's been about uh, twenty five years for me. <laughs> other than whenever shows you know are, are still running when we're not running or whatever. Yeah. So so yeah, but uh, was... but no, I and I love going and seeing other shows and. When there are events like Trans World and things where you can go see other shows, which I liked it back in the day when it kind of rotated a little more, but you know, um, yeah, I understand. And in that. Con, I think they do some tours as well. So, yeah, we uh, a few of us have kind of discussed trying to maybe see if we can get some other regional show going, like that's very like haunt specific, you know, kind of like a uh, actually. It's already happening. ShutterCon, which is one of my shows I'm working on, it'll happen this yeah. year in September, and we're going to move it to August next year. And it's uh, cool. going to be focused totally on haunters and, and training, and uh, we're open up Dread Hollow and, and even do some makeup classes and actor training, whatever, and, and we want to bring other haunts from the area in and, and maybe eventually do where we do a bus tour or something eventually for just this side of Tennessee and Georgia and 
and yeah. heck up that's to Kentucky. Awesome. So yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what several of us were talking about. So I, I want to chat with you more about that, you know, off the show. See if yeah, I can get involved with that somehow. Just, yeah, well, you know, I would like to partner with a show that's already happening. It's called Literary Inc. It's a tattoo festival. And she's kind of wanting to partner up because they've had three years they've been running, but they kind of faltered. And this is our third year for our show. But we used to focus less on the haunter aspect because, uh, you know, it, I tell people, I said, that, that's so, so much of my life. But then I was like, my God, we might as well add this as part of our life anyway because i mean yeah. and and now that we have the permanent location because before when we were at ruby falls we didn't have a permanent location where we could take people and show it to them uh yeah. so we literally had two weeks to build it and two days to tear it down and, and man it was rough sounds like it <laughs> well uh we'll we'll jump right into it here what uh what, what we normally do i've got a, a set of six questions we go through that we do on every episode um that way you know we're asking the same questions to a bunch of different people to get different aspects and different viewpoints on them. Um, so we'll go through with uh, the very first one is kind of, you know, the standard one for everyone we come on is how'd you get started in the haunted attraction industry? Wow. Well, pretty much like uh, probably a hundred percent of us. Uh, I started doing a home haunt or actually as a kid, my dad used to scare the crap out of my friends and me and then as I got older and got my own house or whatever, I, I started doing it with the neighborhood kids. And then all my neighbors, I mean, gosh, on the third year, I think I did it. They were all had lawn chairs in front of my house just watching. And so they said, you know, your haunt is better than half the haunted houses in this town. Why don't you do it professional? And so literally, and that was in 1991. And so that's when I started doing my own professional. I worked for a couple of haunted houses, you know, acting and stuff. And then on Halloween night, of course, I'd do my haunt at my house. So, but, uh, and they would always get mad because back in the day when I was younger, of course, I, you know, I would work more scenes than, than anybody else because it just, it was in your blood, you know. So, absolutely. So, yeah, but that's how I got started. And literally, um, I didn't want to make any money at it. I just wanted to do it to, do good things and so we actually raised money i think in gosh i'm trying to remember i think it was 10 years that we did it in memphis because that's where i started was in memphis um i think we raised close to three million dollars for the raw mcdonald house and uh youth villages so so yeah so yeah i didn't start making money until i came to chattanooga (laughs) (laughs) got paid to do it it was weird there you go Yeah. yeah that's that's the you know, that's the dream right there is to be able to do haunting and getting paid to do it. Yeah. Well, I still worked a, a full-time job up until about, I guess, four years ago. So now it's, it is my job. So, so it, it is cool finally, but like I told somebody, I said, it didn't happen overnight and it takes a lot of money to keep it going. So. Yeah. Like the old, the old saying, you know, becoming an overnight success in just under 10 years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and I've seen many a guy come in and go, oh, I want to do this. And I'm going to, you know, uh, look, you know, because they do the math. And yeah, if you do the oh, math, yeah. 20,000 people, whatever. And then I go, no, but that's not the math, man. It's the passion. You got to have the passion for this. Mm-hmm. You got to love it. You know, and I said, and you're not thinking of all the overhead and, the, and you know, and everything. And yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's horrible. So, yeah, that's, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, my, my dream is to have my own show one day, but there's definitely days where I, I come up and go, eh, maybe, 
maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do, but then at the end of the day, I, I still like the, oh, that yeah. fire is still there to have my own show. No, you know, I hear some know, of the some of the war stories. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and the cool part is 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 you're learning from that, and because I didn't learn from that, because I mean I worked with the JCs in Memphis, and so they were very secretive about what they were making, what they were doing, and all. And yeah. when I started, I you know I was literally um, doing it as a charity. Uh, basically, what I told them is we take ten percent out just to to make it better every year, uh, but mm -hmm. they got ninety percent of the money, and so um, until I sold it out back, gosh, I don't even remember what year it was in, in two thousand four, two thousand five, and now it's called Haunted Web of Horrors, which it used to be different. So, but yeah, but no, I mean I tell people it wasn't a profit machine until now, and now it's a profit machine. So yeah, and I think he does well with it because. Uh, still talk to them every once in a while not as much as i used to right well, that's that's great man that is that you know been successful and and now that it's starting to pay you back yes it is well and like i said when i moved to chattanooga i had no intentions on i was still doing my aunt in memphis i was just driving out there taking my vacation time and then ruby falls heard about me and got hired on there in 2005 and worked there till we uh, moved it down to the bottom of the hill, and uh, now we're business partners. So, uh, so Fear Connection owns half. We go, we were basically take the back house, and Ruby Falls has the front half. I mean, they have a full marketing team all year long because they're a national treasure, I guess you want to call it, and a national tourism right. spot. So, so it's a great partnership for us as well as them. Awesome. Yeah, Jimmy, you got you got anything you want to add add to that one? Um. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm super uh, happy for you for uh, um, getting where you are now and actually making this uh, your career and you're not having to have a regular day job. But uh, Well, I still work a couple of days just because uh, 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 I, I think it just keeps me sane. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but because I mean, yeah, because I tell people I go, everyone's being down at the building because my business partner, he still has a full-time job. He owns his own masonry company. So, but, so yeah, so I do work a couple of days a week here and there, but, but yeah, it is basically my full-time job next to Conuga, which is mother passion of doing conventions and stuff. So. Well, I fortunately, I was able to talk to you uh, at Conuga, but you're usually running around like a madman at that place. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, it's the, that's the problem with one of those things, but it's just like a haunt. As I tell people, I don't even get to act as much as I used to, but it's the thrill of watching people who leave and who are either crying or, or peed themselves or laughing because they had a good time. I mean, that's, that's the end of the day. You know, I mean, I miss the acting, but it's nice to see those fun things happening. Absolutely. <laughs> And it's the same with the conventions, you know. I mean, I started it just because I felt like it wasn't a real good one in this area, and then built it over time. And then, then we were like, man, because uh, I, I I'm still good friends with Rob from uh, National Haunters up in uh, New Jersey, and so I was telling him what I was thinking about doing because there's not really a good haunt convention for this area, the Mid South area. And I said, you know, I said uh, I may push ShutterCon in that direction which this year it's toward the middle of September. So it's getting kind of close to when the other haunts are opening. But this year with, uh, I think, uh, October having almost five weeks of weekends, uh, a lot of people probably won't open in September. They'll open the 1st of October. Um, but uh, right. 
But yeah, so, but I mean, but next year I'm trying to move it to August that way. It is right before the season kicks in, but it's right when people are, are wanting to think about it and do it. Yeah. So guys at the haunts before, you know, a lot of times we'd have guys get discouraged. You know, we'd do tryout stuff in May, June, trying to get get ahead of the curve. I'm like, well, we just never have that many people show up for auditions. I'm like, yeah, because the normal people in the world aren't thinking about haunted houses. Nope. You know, nope. they don't all think like haunters. Well, and, and, and anybody, well, I don't know about everybody, we always have a problem. Uh, we might only turn away maybe five or six people, I think, and then, but then after we get all of our hires done, we've done all of our training, and then all of a sudden we get 100 more applicants, you know, and it's yeah. like, but we're, we open this weekend, you know, where were yeah. you 100 people four weeks ago when we started our training process and all this and and I mean, the cool part is, is now that we got the building, I can bring them in and train them and work yeah. with them a little more than what I used to do. But, but yeah, it blows my mind that people don't think about this because we're literally putting auditions out in June and July and then we yeah. start training them, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, and the cool part is, is I don't know for y'all, but we're hanging on to about 35 to 40%, you know, uh, retention on our actors. So that helps because now we're only having to look for 50% of the you know crew yeah that's that's a, a great number to be holding on to from from season to season yeah that, that tells you you're, you're doing you know you're doing it right on the the back end of people are wanting to stick around and keep working yeah well and we also try to keep events going during the year because we do new year's nightmare we're doing another one this year with a you know a friday the 13th following november so we're gonna shut down but then we're gonna do a whole blackout on the friday the 13th in november and then, of course, we're doing uh, Spring Break every year as well as the New Year's Nightmare. And then we do uh, Valentine's, but that's just for our escape rooms. But we throw actors inside the escape rooms to kind of add to that level of intensity. So, so yeah, we and we try to do a little more. And we do some trips and things with our guys and, and have fun tear down and paint meetings or prop building meetings and, and invite them all to come out. And like I said, it's keeping them keeping their mindset all year long as too. And yeah, you know, it's yeah. hard to do, but it is fun. Absolutely. And I've, I've noticed, you know, a lot of times when you, in the shows where you can do that, where you can have people come in and help out, they, that tends to help them take kind of a, a sense of ownership in the show and they take more pride in it and will protect the show more. Oh yeah. Then, yep, then totally. you know, a lot of actors who go in and will beat a scene to death because you know it's just going to get fixed. I can do it again next weekend. Yep. Yep. No, you know, we, they're not in there. We love it when they take ownership and then you know develop more character bio than what we've given them and you know and and take their character to that next level because we we're we're a I tell people we're a revolving show, but we're around the same premises of, you know, Dread Hollow. And I said, we like our storylines and we like to stay true to our storylines. Our characters are talking about the other characters or, or what's happening in the haunt. And, and as I tell people, we're not a traditional haunt in that aspect of, you know, you go into one room and it's a, a aquatic scene and the next room is a vampire room or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think a lot of the haunts have steered away from that now. Um, but but I, I love how we can tell a story with every haunt we do. And then plus it's all based on Dread Hollow, which Jim Jam and these guys have seen, the, you know, our main street and, and how we do our queue line, which I think is really cool. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. I've heard how... nothing but good things about it. Yeah, yep. it's, uh... And then our RIP room's even getting bigger this year, so you'll love it. Oh, my God. 
I had so much fun in there. <laughs> I almost wanted to just stay in there. I didn't even... <laughs> It was that fun. You know, we have people we have people that go through there and then will come back the next weekend or whatever and just ask to buy the pass and they'll sit in there for like three hours just scaring people. <laughs> so you know, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I don't care. It don't bother me. So yeah. um one dad brought his daughter, she went through, they did the RIP experience, and then the next night they came and he asked us, he goes, All she wants to do is push those buttons and we said, Hey, that takes you know we don't have to put an actor in there and she was actually showing people how to do it and you know and letting them do it and she was doing it and watching and laughing and and she stayed in there till we closed from the time we opened till we closed for four hours she was in there wow, wow. So yeah. those, those ones you want to you want to come to with an application be like you go to work <laughs> well yeah she was only 13 14 so i told her come see us in four years because we won't hire anybody under the age of 18 due to yeah. we're a very in your face kind of haunt and we get hit a lot so gotcha uh, as I tell people, you know, we, we don't touch intentionally, but we do say we will touch you. And it's more of a, yeah. you know, may brush you because they're getting that close. Because we've learned that if you put on there that they won't touch you, as soon as an actor trips or brushes them oh, or yeah. something, there, I'm going to sue him. You touched me and all this. So now we just tell them, okay. yes, you will be touched. So uh, we've oh, learned yeah. it, it's just better to do it that way. We tra train them not to touch, but as I said, we want them to get within that whisper zone and so of course you know there's bumping and and a little bit of touching going on but it's nothing that is like a hand like a grab or physical right, because right. you know and i've gone to some of those haunts and and have mixed feelings on those um if they don't advertise or a touch haunt i don't like it in the aspect because uh my first wife had just had breast cancer and we went through one of those haunts it was um i can't remember who it was but it's up somewhere up in uh, Chicago, Illinois, or somewhere, and they grabbed her by her shoulder and literally tore the stitches. Hmm. And, you know, and and, I, and this is what I tried to explain to the owner at the time. I was like, you don't know what these people are going through, you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, we got a sign. And I said, I, nobody told us that y'all were a touch on, you know? And I said, because I wouldn't let her go through because I've known that because, I mean, my God, you know, that's just not good. Now, I know Nightmare up in Nashville has a totally touch haunt, but it's, they, you know, you have to sign a waiver, you have to, you know, all this other stuff, which, you know, is awesome. And honestly, I, I enjoyed it so much. I told him I'd love to go through again. So, I mean, so I, we, I like it at Haunter. So. Yeah. With that, with our, our touch show, the, it was very clear to everyone that went in there that we made it abundantly clear to anyone that was going in that show that there was no ifs, ands, or buts. You are going to be touched in this show. Because, yep. you know, you, you're you're in this line or explaining it to you and you're signing the waiver. So if you go in and go, well, I didn't know I was going to get get touched. Like, well, clearly you did because you wouldn't go in if you hadn't have agreed to well, it. And, and you signed a waiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and that's what yeah, I loved it was, about it. Was it. Very, I mean, you know, very upfront and told you that. And that's what yeah. I said. I loved it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was well done. They didn't touch inappropriately, but they were grabbing you and they were, you know, like pulling your hoodie over. And I was like, dude, this is really cool. I love that aspect that y'all done. So, so now yeah. for me, I totally enjoyed it. Now my business partner don't like it. And he <laughs> was mad the whole way through and came out and, and all, but, but he don't like nobody to touch him anyway. So he's kind of like that, but, but no, I mean, it, I loved it. And, and, but this other haunt up in Illinois didn't even have a waiver or anything, but we were also on a haunt contour you know, but at the time, nobody said anything, and I didn't see any signs, but apparently it was there. But it's just you guys have taken the precautions and told people, you know, hey, yeah, you know, absolutely. 
they're going to physically touch you. You know, it wasn't like you were just standing in a line and all of a sudden you go in and boom, it happens. So. Yeah, and, and when I used to work at Ripley's, uh, we would get people ask all the time if they could touch, you know, the normal questions you get asked. And we'd yep. all kind of got in the habit of saying, you know, nothing living will yep. intentionally touch you. That was our way of kind of keeping the, <laughs> yeah. the, the mystique around it, but, you know, saying like, no, you're not going to be intentionally touched, you know, but yeah, somebody but may graze you or bump into you or something like that yeah the spirits may pass upon you but yeah and i mean but it's so uh, it's i'm sure y'all are seeing it too it is so hard to scare people because they're they're numb to -hmm. everything anymore i mean you know and so you know i I, that's why i loved how y'all implemented the touch on it because it took it to that next level and you know and you don't have to go through it it's you know purely you're paying to go through it through this extra, pardon me there, but, uh, so yeah, but I mean, I think that's, you know, the way we're going to have to go because people are so numb to everything we do from dead bodies to, to, you know, pneumatics and even actors. You know, another, uh, I don't know if you heard of it, uh, Beast House. No, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, Where's it at? It's on Dickerson Road, uh, in Nashville. I don't know yeah. if it's because they know me, they knew me or what, but, they were grabbing my ankles and scaring the shit out of me, and I was loving it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, well, I know Aatrox does that stuff, too, a little bit, but uh, but uh, but they don't really talk about it either, but they just kind of grab and let go or whatever. A couple of them have done that, so I think that's where everybody's having to go, and as long as McCamey don't come along and start saying he's a haunted house again. Uh, I think, I don't know if he even brings that up. I think people... Just start sharing that damn same article every damn year. I know, man. I, I'm so tired. I, I, we got asked about that a gazillion times. I'm sure everybody did. Yeah, and I try to. Sh- I, I'll send them to a, a video of where we went out there one Sunday to a cookout and showed them what it really was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Russ shares the 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 article or not but i know he definitely doesn't do anything to stop it because i mean that's a lot of a lot of you know free publicity for him every year Uh, well as i tell people i go asking how many people ever won you know and uh i said there's there's your answer right there i said there's a guy that lasted an hour and a half and he tapped him out and and said he couldn't handle it anymore i said so I said, well, you know and i mean and i know russ and i i'll but uh and he's coming done a tour i'm sure Back when he was saying he was doing that whole documentary uh, or whatever, he hit our area and and filmed and came into our haunt with uh, with her. And, yeah, as I tell people, I said that part of me was, you know, worried what it, that would portray, but then nothing ever came of it, so it kind of made me glad. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was, was actually in front of him when he tr- uh, he tried to film going through Monster Mountain. Or I was, mm. he was behind us or something like that. Mm. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting character. I know that. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll go on to our, our next question here. Sure. Uh, the next one we go to is, um, what was your favorite scene that you've ever built? I know that's that's a broad, broad topic, but you had to pick well, one the entire time. Well, I think my favorite scene was I wanted to prove a point. And literally, we had a room that, uh, gosh, this is, gosh, I don't even remember how long ago this was, probably almost 25 years ago. And we had a room that had a door 
And immediately when you walked in the room to the left, there was another door. But the room mm-hmm. was maybe 25 by 25. So I, I was said, you know what? I don't know what to do with this room. And why don't we prove the fact I'm going to put a pin light on a switch at the far corner of the room. We're going to put night vision goggles on the guy in the room. He opens the door. They come in. He closes the door. He, turn, of course, turns the light on as soon as they get over to the light because the malls go to the flame. Turn it off. And then he can beat around on the walls and scare the hell out of people. And when he's done playing with them or the next group, he get a signal from the next group. He could open the other door where they could exit because they'd see light again. And and yeah. that room was amazingly, literally, like I tell people, just heard the cattle because literally they did ex- exactly what I said they would do every time. Went straight to the light. <laughs> he turned the light out. And then he, you could sit in there. And literally, it was so funny to watch them all cuddle into a ball and put their butts up against a wall. And, and he would just, you know, bang on the floor near him or the wall near him or whatever. And then he'd go over, open the door, hide behind the door. They'd run out screaming. And then he'd do it to the next group. And I worked that room a few nights going, people are so predictable, you know. Because yep. literally they went straight to the light, you know. And then as soon as you open the door, they were free. But it was that whole moment of, oh, no, 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 no. There's somebody in here with us. And, <laughs> and all you'd have to say is, yeah, there is. <laughs> so. So that, I think that's one of my favorite rooms because it was so simple, but yet it got probably more scares than half the other rooms just because it was so simply done, but also something that was very effective, which now our throughput's a lot higher and things. We can't play like that like we used to because, right. yeah, but I mean, I miss those days sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, simple works. You know? Yep. It's- it does. But I mean, other than that, I think. Just uh, building elevators. I love making people feel like they're in an elevator. Moving to a different floor would be my other, other second best room I'd done. So, okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I I like to. Uh, I've had this discussion with several people about you know the simplicity of some of the stuff working, and you know it goes back to the the old adage of you know the uh, the acronym of KISS, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Because a lot of times when, you, when you'll when you overthink or you'll overdesign a room, it's lost on the general public. Yep. Because they don't they don't go into a haunted house with the same mindset that haunters go into it. You know, they're, they're not looking for, for the most part, they're not looking for, you know, elaborate set detail or, or you know, uh, a really cool creative scare. All they're looking for is to, to get scared, have their, their girlfriends get, get scared and climb all over them or, or whatever. Right. So a lot right. of times the simple stuff works a lot better than, than we think it will initially. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the sad part is, is as, as I tell people, I guess, and this is horrible, but we actually build and do our haunt for the 10%. Um, yeah. The other 90% we're pretty sure our actors are going to take care of, but we mm-hmm. love the fact that somebody notices the little details or the little things. And, oh, absolutely. And, it, you know, I, I mean, I love it when somebody comes out and says they totally felt like they were encapsulated in our storyline and we're seeing the things that we were talking about in our storyline and things. Um, so at a sad point, we that's the reason now we started doing a lights on tour where we actually tour and explain yeah. our story and go room by room because we pride in our detail and the little, you know, the things that you do, which I know, you know, Nightmare does a lot of it, too. It's like. I would love to do a daytime tour just because there's so much I miss, you know, in there mm-hmm. and, and, and there's so many people that miss it too. So it's, I hate going through a haunt sometimes because 
on a busy night because I can't slow down enough just to take it all in, you know, because I'm there right. to take it all in, you know. And I'll tell the actors, good job, or I'll do a clap, you know, just because, I mean, if they're doing a good job, I'm going to let them know. It's just, you know, like you said, being in the industry this long, it's not like you get a scare out of it, but you want to acknowledge that, hey, you did good. Yeah. You know, you so. still want to appreciate the work. Yep. Just, you, you appreciate it from a different aspect. Yep, totally. And and that's where we tell people when we see other haunters come through, we love it to hear, you know, what they enjoyed about it because that's who we built it for. You know, we didn't build it yeah. for the general Joe public. Um, uh, yeah, we want to scare them and all, but we want the other haunters to go, I love the fact that y'all took the extra steps or details. Mm -hmm. Well, that comes down to, you know, you know, if you build a show that impresses haunters, like you said, the other 90% is going to going to get the effect that you want yeah yep or you hope uh, yeah for for the most part well and, and honestly there's 50 percent that go through that don't ever even listen to our rules or our stories oh, or yeah. any of that but they had a good time and that's all that matters but it's for us it's important because we embedded into our characters we embedded into our actors we embedded into the whole theming of the you know each haunt is themed around it so for us, we want it to tell a story. We don't want it to be a mosh pit, um, you know, so to speak. And and like I said, we're honestly building it for the 10%, which the 10% love it, and that's what we want. Awesome. Can't wait to come see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want, I want to throw in a question, you know, uh, yeah. uh, that we don't normally. Todd, what would be uh, some of the, like, I guess the main characters of your haunt? I guess the the big ones, especially uh, your Facebook page, has uh, the picture. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ricketts. Yeah, Ricketts. The mayor. Yes. Ricketts. Ricketts. Ricketts is um, the history. Of Ricketts kind of goes back with the same history of Candy, which was used to be my main character. We they were part of the Grimsby family, and they came from up on a cavern. But when the the uh, police raided the Grimsby meat market because they found out they were killing all the tourists and using them as meat because they didn't have any more cattle left. Ricketts and Candy and a bunch of the other Grimsbys went down the river and then made home in Dread Hollow. And so Ricketts just made a home because of Dread Hollow's history, which is basically from Mercy Harker, who is the founding witch of Dread Hollow, who um, in the beginning to curse the town and to make it forever evil, uh, sacrificed. 13 virgins which she told the mayor and all the other politicians of the town that they were all witches and, and, and in a sense she was actually the that but the, so they hung them all and by doing that Mercy was able to use her spells and everything to curse the town and that's why there's always darkness and every year we just show different parts of of, uh, of it and so like this year I can't tell you the names of everything because uh, it's uh, Ravensgate Prison which will We'll also see some of our escape room guys like uh, Eugene Todd will be in the prison and um, and a bunch of other of the characters that we've done in the past as well who are locked up in Ravensgate. And the story behind that is they've been told that they've been doing experimentation on some of the uh, prisoners and the media got a hold of it. And so now they're opening up the doors to let you come tour it. So, And then the next one is... Uh, uh, if you went through the escape rooms, our paranormal room this past year, um, people went in there to help free Olivia uh, Van Mason from uh, 
from Mercy capturing her essence and and basically killing her. So the, in the whole escape room, you're trying to free her, and when you do free her, um, she basically tells you that she will to seek her revenge. Well, this year the haunt that we're doing is Mercy versus Olivia because Olivia was her apprentice who wanted to overthrow her and was actually worse than Mercy. And so the whole second haunt is called the Broken Coven. So it's a witch battle. So two witches have gotten their minions and they're uh, all, and it's a whole fight that you're going to actually encounter. And the last one is something new we wanted to try out. We've been wanting to do it for a long time, and it's called Harbinger Bay. And it, it is, it is kind of like a, a river pirates. It's not pirate pirates, but it's river pirates based around the Civil War era. And so you get to kind of tour uh, the final resting ground of Harbinger Bay, which is right off of Dread Hollow. So in a nutshell. But yeah, and then, of course, there's Mayor Al, who is basically a puppet, who, uh, and literally the puppet is the mayor, who is a, uh, He's evil essence from Mercy, and basically he's just another minion from Mercy to control the town. Uh, so, so yeah, the whole thing is basically wrapped around this whole town of Dread Hollow and and all the evil that lurks within. And so, as I just told you about the storylines, and like last year's storyline was the hospital and the uh, the wolves, the werewolf family that lived in the woods on the outskirts of town, and then of course the contagion, which is basically our company that does all the crazy government crap the Cerberus company always has some kind of a hand in everything we do so so there are uh, there are raccoon company I guess <laughs> nice. you would <want> say <laughs> so, so there there is in a nutshell I did tell you a lot more than I was supposed to probably but that's all right <laughs> well we, we we can cut out some of it if you want us to no 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 you're fine you're fine because I mean you know I want people to know and kind of get an idea of what we're doing this year I mean they're not going to know all the stuff but they'll kind of get an idea and once the website gets released and the commercial, all that's going to be in there. Okay. It all sounds awesome. I'm stoked to come see it. <laughs> well, cool. Looking forward like, to I, it. I, I, love, I love some of those ideas because it's stuff that I had, haven't heard people do. Like, yeah. I love the idea of the, of the river pirates. Yeah. Because yep, yep. We, we've been wanting to do something in that sense, and it's just been – because we didn't want to do ARG pirates because it wouldn't make sense because we're not a coastal right. town. But there were river pirates back in the Civil War. Oh, that, you know, absolutely. So, so we I'll wanted to do that thing. So I don't know if you're familiar with the, the story of the Harp Brothers. Oh, God, totally, totally, man. They, they <laughs> went over 125 people up and down the river and based out of Knoxville, I believe. So. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, Actually, they, the, uh, the Harpeth River here in Nashville is named after them. Yeah. Well, you know, if you, have you ever watched the uh, Davy Crockett and the River Pirates? Uh. Uh-uh. If you ever watch it, there's actually two characters named on there, Big and Little, and it's oh, based man. off the brothers. And I thought that was kind of cool. So, so yeah. So uh, you know, and I was like, that you know, I wonder if they, you know, the, the writers of that story realized how corrupt and how evil these guys were. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but awesome. I mean, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. But it was cool that they. You know, they did implement their name within the Davy Crockett and the River uh, River Pirates uh, show when they did it back. God, I don't know what that, the 30s or 40s? Something like that. So, yeah. So, if you ever watch it, you'll have to listen for it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one thing that I love about uh, Dread Hollow is through the whole haunt, it is, this, you know, the, all the actors are pushing this pretty much the same thing of what's going on, so... 
You know, it definitely a haunt that's dedicated to only one story. I really enjoy that. That's great. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. And that's what I said. I tell people, people in the industry and the ones who love haunted houses get it. You know, and like I said, the other seven, I don't know. I think that percentage is probably higher than it used to be, but I'd say at least 75% that just want to go and get scared or have fun, you know. Yeah. so. But I think that's literally up to 25% where people appreciate the time, the effort, the skill, and everything that goes into it, you know. And, you know, and of course, you got that other 75%, but, you know, it's great because we get their money, but, you know, we're not doing it for them. I hate to say that, but, we, you know, we are, but we're not, you know. We, we love it when right. people wraps the storyline and understand what we're trying to do, developing this whole town of Dread Hollow and all the evil that's resided there over the years. Well, that's awesome because that's definitely the the style of haunt that I want to have when I when I get my own show is very story driven and actor driven and you know creating a whole backstory and then cre- like full, you know conveying that to the audience as they're going through while still giving them you know the, the good startle pop scares that everyone looks for. Yep. No, I mean, that's exactly what we try to do. And I, Jim Jam can tell you that's that's our goal. When, you know, you come in and the story of Dread Hollow is on the wall. And in each haunt, we tell the story when you're going in. Most of them are too scared or they're, you know, they're with their friends jittering and talking and stuff. And so they're not listening to it all. But, but people like you guys will take it all in and go, I totally know what's happening right now. You know, yeah. and, and that's what we're, we love is when people you know that you're going into a prison and you know shit's fixing to get real and then you know you're actually in a battle of witches you're like this is cool and and then the harbinger bay which is basically a cursed harbor base out of you know off the river so so yeah it's it's gonna be cool this year we're really looking forward to to some of the new stuff we got and we're gonna be doing this year hopefully it all will plan you know the plan is to go this way but that does not always work but we're hoping it does yeah (laughs) You know, best laid plans of mice and men. You know, that's all we can all we can really do. Yeah, I know. But hopefully it'll all come together. And 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 this is the first time ever. And I told somebody, I said, we weren't we didn't even perceive this whole situation coming down. But we decided not to go to Transworld. We made all of our buys in December. And so we've oh, already wow. got all of our props for this year. And so when all this happened, we were like, man, that was pretty smart of us. We kind of got ahead of the yeah. curve. So. So, yeah, so, but, I mean, I hate it for the vendors because, I mean, I, this is just a hard time. So, we're literally trying to buy from a bunch of the vendors right now to just keep them afloat because, I mean, most of these guys bank on Transworld, and uh, this is hurting the industry as well. And, I mean, it's hurting every industry from restaurants to everything. But, I mean, I just, I, man, I tell you what, it's just, it's rough out there right now. Well, it's, it's like one of the things I did in my uh... – you know, I did did one of my virtual trade show booths videos the other day for since you know since the show got postponed and one of the things I said in the videos, you know, I do I do my masks and stuff as as a hobby and a side gig. So because of of what's going on with with the world right now, I told people like if you have to choose between buying from me or and buying from somebody who makes a living off of this, please go buy from them. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be okay. I'm gonna keep making masks no matter what, but buy from these guys that depend on it yeah yeah it's, it's bad man but no i mean hopefully every, like i said everything will clear up soon and we can get back to business and scaring people yeah absolutely let's let's scare people with you know the fun stuff yes yeah, yeah. hey this is matt scott with vongren productions be sure to check out vongren productions for all of your haunted house halloween custom mask ideas 
We do full custom burlap, sculptures, half masks, you name it, we do it. So give us a check out at vongrandproductions.com. Hey, do you think there will be a haunt out there that would actually incorporate uh, COVID-19 into yes. their haunt? Yes, 100%. Totally. Put this way, I'm glad we did our contagion last year because that was one of our haunts because we would have had to figure it out right now how to fix that because I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it. Yeah. I just, you know, but, 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 but I mean, I'm glad we got it over with last year. So, yeah, so, yeah but there's going to be haunts trying to play off of it and, and oh, yeah. I hope they fail. I hate to say that, yep. but I, I, I just don't think that's something you should play on, especially as bad as the fear mongering is going yep. on already. Oh, yeah. I'm no, sure. it, I mean, It'd be one thing if, if a few years from down the road you do something about a about a pandemic or an outbreak or something, but if you do it the, the season after it happens, yeah. that's just bad taste. Yeah, because I remember when nine eleven happened, it was that was a, a weird year because everybody was scared to do anything, you know, and yeah. you had to stay away, play away from any of those kind of things. It's you know people yeah. don't want really to be reminded of it; they want to make it put it in the past. So yeah, so Which, hopefully nobody plays off that. Which that's one thing I, I was discussing with uh, um, the GM from from Ripley's the other day because I I've had the the gig of redoing that show up there in Gatlinburg. Is that the good thing that'll come out of all this is that after after it settles down, everyone's going to be looking for an escape from what was going on. Yep. They're going to be looking to be distracted from it. So I think as long as we're through this long enough for people to get some money back put put back in the bank. I think we'll have a decent season because everyone will want that escape and that fun, the the fun fear of you know it's like riding a roller coaster. Yo, yo. I mean, because I I feel like, you know, I mean like Cedar Point. You know, they've been talking about because I'm a huge Cedar Point fan and how they're pushing back their opening and you know I mean not just haunt industry but every kind of entertainment industry is yeah is the pain of this and uh, but I think like you said. People get their jobs back, and with the help of the government and everything happening, maybe everybody will have a few dollars in their pocket and want to get out and have some fun. And and I think it will be a good season if we can get past this in the next, you know, ninety days. Right, I agree. If everybody would listen and stay in their damn house, and you know, because a lot of people offer delivery services now. So, well, but you know, I mean. I see that too, but it's kind of like what I was trying to explain to somebody is, I mean, okay, what if that delivery driver delivered food to somebody, they touched their money, it went to the delivery driver, the delivery driver touched your food, it got to your house, now you got it, you just don't know it yet, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's the biggest problem with this is, is you know, it can, it can live on services for three to four hours, so, I mean, you know, it's, as long as you wash your hands after every time you touch something, you're fine. But but you know, yeah. a delivery driver, unless he's got hand sanitizer in the car, I don't. How do you know that Joe Schmo next door didn't have money that, and he's got it and he touches it? Well, the driver touched it. So, yeah. So, I mean, so we, yeah, it, it's scary. Yeah. And my wife and I've had had food delivered a couple of times since we've been in, and we've we've opted for the uh, the contactless delivery as best we as many times as we can. Um. And even then, like, I bring it in and I take it out of, out of the bag that it was delivered in, and then I go wash my hands, and yep. then we can move forward. Yeah, well, and I mean, and we, we've we been working down at the haunt. Um, you know, we worked down our Thursday because we were supposed to be at Transworld, and then we worked down our Saturday. And, you know, and as I told all them, I was like, look, I'm hugging you unless you don't want to be hugged or whatever. And we, you know, because we all work and confined, and it's like family, you know. And yeah. I said, but, I said, but we were down there somebody made a comment is there more than 10 of you and i was like you know what 
inside this building we do what we want to do <laughs> you know but i mean yeah. but it was just we wanted to work everybody wanted to get it off their mind and they were driving me crazy today like can we go back down there and work and i was like no nah, i need to take a day off you know but yeah i mean because people were looking for something to do so yeah. um, especially the ones who have lost their jobs yeah yeah so but yeah this thing is kind of crazy but on the other hand if you're our age or younger it go ahead and get it because now you're going to build immunity to it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but then the problem is, is are you a carrier of it? You get everybody else sick yeah. and everything like that. But the thing <clears> is, is, you know, we, 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 we need to build a immunity to this thing. And I know we're getting off the subject here, but, but anyway, so yeah, there's all kinds of things, but, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I th I'm kind of worried that the government has made this too. And the media has made it worse than what it should be. Yeah, it's. I, I feel it's more so the media than the government. Um, I, the thing I think with the government is, I think we may have waited just a little too long to start combating it. But you know, that's that's not my call to make. <laughs> no. Well, and and the other problem is, like you just said, is I mean, China because everybody's like, well, China's already out of theirs, and I said, well, yeah, because they literally shut the entire country down for two weeks. You know, yeah. I mean, literally, they didn't have any contact with nobody. Everybody shut down. And then they went back to business because the virus died over that period of time, you know, and, and so you're good. So the problem is, is, I mean, I went to Walmart this morning because I was returning something, but the whole time I'm there, I'm sitting there looking at the 400 other people in the Walmart going, oh, my God, I want to just go home, you know, because I don't even know if they needed to be there, but they were there, you know. Yep. And, and until everything shuts down and everybody cools down and don't go out, you know, we're we're just going to continue just to spread it. Yeah, yeah. I saw that Kentucky uh, is starting tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Uh, any non-essential stores or places are going to have to be shut down all until this is blown over or whatever. Wow, that's what the mayor of Nashville sit through Tried today. To. Uh, but I think the governor came in and put other stipulations in on it for for Tennessee that you know. If if you're operating, trying you know follow the the mandate from the CDC, so people are going to take that as oh well, I guess I can keep operating if the governor said I could. Yeah. Well, when, I don't. The big, well, the biggest problem is all these people who you're not taking my rights away, and they're not trying to take your rights away. They're just yeah. trying to stop the spread. Trying to protect this, everybody. Yeah, but you can't tell that to everybody. You know this kind of like oh. in a haunt when you tell people don't touch our actors or things, and what do they do? They still do it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people tend to have the, the mentality of, well, they're not talking to me. Yeah. They're talking to everyone else. Yeah. So that's where, yeah. where we, we fall short a lot of times. It's like, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yep. Anyway. yep. All right. Let's move on to the uh, next questions. Uh... Our, our next question is it's kind of in the same vein of that one, but it's instead of, you know, favorite, favorite show you've built or favorite scene you've built, uh, what is a favorite scene? Um, of all time, you know, any show that you've been to, a scene that sticks out in your mind. I can think of two um, that okay. really jump out at me. Um, Erebus um, ha has a great scene where um, you walk into a room and they literally put uh, balls on top of it. you. Could literally, like the kid play jump balls or whatever. Pit. Yeah, the ball pit, and it just comes in tumbling in on you, you know, and it's up to your head, and then all of a sudden. They all go away, and then the doors open. 
open up. And huh. and I always thought that was just a cool, a cool thing that you're sitting there. And I mean, literally, you're filling up with balls all the way up to you know almost to your arms and almost to your head. And next thing you know, they have slots that open up. Which here goes with everything happening now. You couldn't do that kind of thing. But right. then when we did it, because that was probably about 10, 15 years ago. And I told Ed at the time, I was like, you know what? That's freaking cool as heck. I, I enjoyed it. I want to go through that again just because it was just so cool because I could see where people could freak out thinking they were literally going to drown in this sea of balls, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my other favorite is always, Ben and Billy always do some great overhead flyers, you know, um, oh, yeah. um, zip lines and even on the ceiling, the ceiling crawlers and things like that. And, and that's something that we always talk about implementing, but we never do it. But it's just, I love the fact of how they implement that over the head because people hate that thing being from overhead or under the, toward the feet. It's just a cool, cool thing. And, and, you know, and like I said, there's a lot of scenes that people have done over the years and, um, a haunt we went to this just past year. They, I, God, like I said, I'd love to be able to have the throughput like some of these haunts do. But I mean, we went into a room and they sent a patient in the room who came in the room and literally talked to everybody, sat in their lap, you know, would act like he was going to lick them and all these other fun things. And, and everybody in my group was totally uncomfortable, and I'm just sitting there laughing because I was enjoying it, you know. And then when they finally opened the door and told the patient to go back to his room, you know, I was like, but that was so cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, and I was like, God, you guys get to play with people this long every time? And they were like, no, nah, not all the time, but we wanted to play for y'all because we knew who y'all were. And I was like, okay, that's right. cool, though, because, you know. But, but I mean, it, it, I was like, God, can you imagine having a whole two minutes of talking to people in one room and messing with them and, you're the only character in that room with these people locked in there. I said, how awesome is that? So that would be yeah, awesome. But no, yeah, fun job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm Matthew Tucker, owner, founder of Haunt Seekers Unite Nation. Here at Haunt Seekers, we travel to haunted attractions all over the country to review them. Visit our website at hauntseekersunitenation.com and like us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, so that leads to our, our next one. This is a fun one I always enjoy getting people's perspective on is if you had no restrictions, you know, no building restrictions, no financial restrictions, you know, anything, everything was on the table, what would be your dream haunt to do or a dream theme or, or something along those lines? Well, I would literally, if I had no money, no concerns of any of it, it would be a total scream park where it would be the roller coasters would be totally themed. You know, it, uh, like the house on Haunted Hill when, you know, the whole coaster thing was awesome. You know, um, Love. but yeah, that, you know, that, the things like that. And of course, you know, go back to the House of a Thousand Corpses, the murder ride, you know, just those kind of things would be just so cool to implement. It's just like it goes back to the whole thing of throughput, you know. Um, right. You can't, you, I'd love to do, because I love the murder ride from that. Mm. It was just so cool. The fact that somebody's pushing you through a thing. And, and I did that the first couple of years we did a haunt and then all of a sudden our throughput got too big and we couldn't do those fun things anymore. So it's like, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. But to me, that would be the most ultimate to have a entire park, couple of roller coasters and the haunts and then some, some actually ride through haunts as well. Because I like the fact of people having to sit and go through it because then you control them a little better than, than the cattle that they are now because they catch each other and things like that and ruin the ruin the show, not like they're meaning to, but they're panicked and running and they catch the group yeah. in front of them. You know, and then you got a group of 12 and where it's supposed to be two groups of six and then the actor's having to try to help, 
Yeah, it's just, you know, that's that's the thing that to me, if we could control that throughput somehow, that would be awesome. Or maybe even have lockdown doors in between them. But then, like I said, it'd cob up all the way to the back. Yep. But, but yeah, that would be my dream is the whole screen park. Okay. That would be be awesome. Okay. So you, you talk about this, the roller coaster scene from, you know, House on Haunted Hill. And yeah, I love that whole dynamic of, you're on the ride and you don't know it yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this, the show has already started, but you think you're just riding up to the top. Yep. That's, yep. that's phenomenal. And I've always wanted to see someone implement that sort of, you know, you're talking about elevator effects. Yeah. I've always wanted to see someone implement that in a, like a elevator where they've got the screen underneath that actually looks like you're, you're moving in the bottom, the, in the bottom. The wind and everything. Yep. Yeah. We, we've talked about that. It's just, you know, and, and now that we have a building, like I told somebody, we're only in our building for the fourth year. We're able to do more than what we've been able to do in the past, and and I'm wanting to do a lot of these cool aspects. So hopefully, maybe one day I can actually make it happen. Well, I'd, I'd say holler at me because I love building stuff like that. I love creating illusions and, and putting that stuff in. I would, I would love to, to help out with that. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, that's one thing I want to say about the actual Dread Hollow location. It's an old food line, right? Yes. We have a uh, old uh, grocery store here that uh, just sits there doing nothing because the owner wants to just sit on it and not let anybody rent it. But anyways, just like what you have, but it looks like it'd probably be even bigger. But it's a perfect location because he has uh, Dread Hollow has a indoor queue line, so you don't have to worry about getting wet. Or cold, and yeah, it's just perfect. It, I think uh, one part of the haunt, you actually walk through what looks like a, the where the uh, the meat was, the meat department had. Yeah. It's got that door, that metal yeah, door, yeah. and like perfect. Yeah, yeah, and that that's we're gonna bring rain back this year, so there'll be a thunderstorm again because we loved doing that two years ago, uh, so. As we tell people, they get wet when they come to our haunt. We're guaranteed they'll get wet this year because we're bringing the rain back. And Very I don't nice. know how many other haunts put rain in their haunt, but I, we love it. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I, lo- I love it when shows can implement you know more than more than just the the three to four usual you know uh, sensory type things, but like when they really bring bring the atmosphere into the show as well. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, we because the floor back there is the non-slip kind of brick, and so we we literally bring the lightning machines in with the rain, and 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 uh, you know, of course, some of the patrons don't like it, but we don't care. So yeah, but I mean, but it's, it pulls that whole element in because I mean, it's a witch battle. What, you know, what would you expect from two witches fixing to cause all kind of hell? You know, you would expect you know a thunderstorm and rain and you know all kinds of hell breaking loose, and so. So we were like, no, we're bringing the rain back because we miss it. Because uh, this is the first year we hadn't had rain or some kind of a, a water scene that we can use. And and both of our meat markets is where we always do those scenes because they got that non-slip floor. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. And plus, it's got the drains in the middle of the room, so the water yeah, all drains. So Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the right. good thing about uh, being in an old food line. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That, that, you know, I've, I tell people now, like, I started looking, when I look at buildings, I think, oh, that would be a great, great location for a haunt. 
half the time I I look at the building first and then I immediately look at parking because I've I've dealt with so many shows that have less than less than great parking situations. So I was like, I, if I get a building, I don't want to have to be dealing with parking if I can if I can help it. Well, we're we might have to run into that problem here soon because uh, the new owners bought it, which uh, and they're wanting to put a couple of uh, fast food restaurants in the middle of our parking lot so that's going to kill some oh, of our parking. Oh. but but i'm like but you know what there's plenty of parking around there's a couple churches and and there's so yeah. many fast food restaurants that people will just end up taking all their parking and you know and so i was like you know and all of our neighbors shut down early they go what time are you guys open and we go eight and they go we're closing at seven so i mean other than the cvs yeah. Yeah. because they do good business because people waiting in line will go buy a coke from them you know or whatever yeah. so but uh but no, the restaurants will do good, and we we're right next door to a hotel as well. So, um, so it, we got anybody wants to come into town and guest act and stuff like that, and that's the reason we love controlling the back of the house now is because when we worked for Ruby Falls, they wouldn't allow us to have any guest actors, um, because you'd have to take a P test, you know, make sure you weren't didn't have any drugs in your system. Plus, you work for them, so they paid you, and so the way we do it, we tell people if you want to come work, let us know because. I'll either pay you a dollar if you actually want to make money. That's cool, or we'll put you up in the hotel for you know a couple of nights, and you can stay in the hotel and come over and work with us, and hang out with us, and uh, you know because you know just like anybody else, we love being able to go and do that as well. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun, and all to go hang out with other people and see what they do different, and and that, or tell us what they do different that we could maybe improve on. So, because uh, yeah. I know a bunch of the guys from Nightmare come down and hang out with us. So, so yeah. But no, uh, we we love it. Actually, one of the, uh, Nashville Nightmares guy was in our video last year. Um, uh, he he was one of the doctors in the video, and it was so funny because when your people came through, or when Nashville Nightmare people came through, uh, they were like, "Wait, what's he doing <laughs> here?" And so it was funny because yeah, you know. I think I remember him telling me about that. Yeah, Langley, he, he came down. Yep. He, he happened to be there, and we were like, dude, be one of the doctors. That's cool. That You'll be working with us every night, even though you're not here. You're here every night. And so he did, and it was really cool because, you know, we, we really enjoyed Langley and and, uh, and become real good friends with him. Yeah, Langley's a good dude. I'm a, totally. I'm a positive. He's the one that's helping me out with the Ripley's remodel. Yeah. We were doing something that weekend. Oh, it was Conuga weekend. That's what it was. So yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were up there working, and it was Conuga weekend. All right. All right, so we'll uh, we'll go on to our next question, which is um, I always like to ask, what is a favorite memory that you have from your your entire career of haunting? Something that just sticks out in your mind. Hmm. Um. Wow. That's a long time. Thirty years. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh. I guess my favorite memory happened a few years ago and it was a parent that uh that came to me yeah there was a parent came up to me when we were still up at haunted cavern and i was in my candy which is basically a clown and uh they said uh, our son is terrified of clowns he wouldn't even go through the haunt because he saw y'all out here sliding um would you come get in the van with him and i looked at him and i said are you sure you want me to get in the van with him and they were like oh yeah 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 we want we want to scare him because he was talking about how bad he was and he wouldn't go through and all this. And I said, how old is he again? I said, 13. I said, okay. Get to the van. Dad opens the door. Let's just say I was on top of him before he knew what <laughs> happened. 
I had my horn honking at him, honking at him, going, what's wrong? And they had told me his name. I can't remember, like, Billy, you know, what's wrong, Billy? Next thing you know, peed all over himself. Right there. <laughs> and so, so I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at him, and I go, that's all right. I'll be home waiting on you when you get home under your bed, you know, and I get out of the car and I look at his dad and I go, was that good enough? And his dad goes, holy shit. And I said, yeah, y'all, y'all have fun with that. And I walked off. <laughs> so I tell people, I go, you know, don't invite the vampire into your house or the clown into your right. car because you just never know what's going to happen. And I said, I feel nope. bad because I know that kid probably has never been the same since that day, you know? <laughs> so I said, I know it's horrible, but I said, but I will never forget his face because I'd never seen pure terror as bad as that because he couldn't go nowhere, you know, and right and was right. not expecting his mom and dad to sell him out like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that that's probably my favorite memory of, of all. <laughs> nice. I dig it. I think well, uh, that's kinda happened to me back when I was a a kid. Uh my parents let a I think it was a clown in the car with all the kids and they just sat outside laughing. Wow. <laughs> See, they, that's the cool parents. Yeah. When you're the kid, though, you're not thinking that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, and I was away with my kids. Uh, my kids hated when they would leave the house. If the lights weren't on, they would call me on the phone till I'd turn the lights on because they, they knew I was going to scare them the hell out of them somehow. Uh, yeah. Now my kids try to scare me. <laughs> So it's awesome. <laughs> but uh all right. Let, that brings us to our, our last question, which is which you know, I think I've said this on every question, but I think this is actually my favorite one. Uh what advice or piece of advice would you give to someone either A wanting to get into the haunt industry in general or someone who's wanting to take that step from being, you know, an actor or a home haunter into being a pro haunter? Well, it's kind of the same question I get when people ask me about starting a convention. I go, don't do it. Um, and I know that sounds like the worst advice ever, but, um, you know, it's been a 30-year struggle for me. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, if I was to win the lottery tomorrow, it'd be a different story altogether. But if you don't have twenty to $30,000 of lucrative cash in the bank or you can't afford to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year, don't even think about it. Um, yeah. I mean, flat out. Just don't even think about it because – if you don't make it good enough, uh, I've seen numerous. I've I've told I've had this advice to several people that want to start a haunt. I go, how much money are you putting into it? I go, you're gonna fail, because your first year will literally predict how you're gonna do. Because word of mouth will kill you. Um, if you put on a shitty show, you're you're doomed. Um, you know, you can try maybe your second year trying to come back from it, but honestly, that first year will kill you. So you got to make sure you got enough money to put into it. But I mean, if you are going to go do it, do what I did, honestly, is maybe find a good charity. Because if you can find a good charity that'll work with you, um, and I actually do a whole seminar on this and done it for years with HauntCon and even at Transworld, because that's how I got started in the industry, is literally my charities got my space for me, covered all the space, cost. All my lumber was free because, you know, it was a charity. And then I had to use my props. But, like I said, that saves you anywhere from thirty to $50,000 right there off the get-go. 
So in what you can do in your contract, and I tell people how to write their contract up to where they can keep the lumber, but the charity keeps all the money, and then slowly weed that into a percentage or whatever. Um, but but then, you know, because, I mean, I think our first year we bought a haunt for 20-something thousand dollars, and had we not bought that haunt, we would have went belly up. To honestly, to work with a charity, um, you know, especially something you feel strongly about, especially and have the passion and the love for the season and the haunt to do it. Because if you don't have the passion, you think this is a get quick rich scheme, you know, you're barking up the wrong tree because you'll fail. Um, and I've seen many people that fail because they don't have the passion for it. So, so, yeah. but no, if you do have that passion to drive and everything, holler at me, man. I mean, I'm an open book, and that's the reason we were doing ShutterCon is because. I mean, I want to share what what I how I got into the industry and how I can help or and all that bring people like you and Matt and and even Jim Jam coming in and talking about how to you know network and how to get things or how to do set designs and all these things because you know you're only as good as every haunt around you and and that's why we tell people to go to Nashville, Atlanta because we don't feel the caliber of the haunt is here other than us and so. Right. Um, so, but if there's more of more, if there's another night, you know, national nightmare or another world close by us, I mean, we're just going to thrive even more because it's just like Burger King and Wendy's, you know, tonight you might feel like Burger King, but tomorrow you're going to go Wendy's, you know, so they're going to go to another haunt, but you want it to have a good same caliber where they leave a good taste in their mouth or they enjoy themselves so well that they want to come back, you know? Absolutely. So, so yeah. to me, the industry, if we just keep working together instead of the old mentality of it's him against me, you know, and that's the problem we run into locally is the guy here just don't get it. And we've tried and we just quit trying at this point because he just couldn't get through his head that, you know, the first thing they say when they leave your haunt is what other good ones are there around, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that's the reason we give you guys flyers. We got your flyers at our exit to where when they come up they see national nightmare and it's like dude it's worth the job go do it you know yeah so we don't even well, talk about like, anybody else so it's like the uh i think i've said this on every episode we've done so far is that i like to to live my professional career by the credo of collaboration not competition mm-hmm. because if we all if we all benefit we all do well yep so there yep. I, I, i've never understood the the mudslinging mentality in the in the industry <laughs> Um, no, because it's really, you know, if you get, if one show leaves someone with a bad taste in their mouth, they're not going to go to another show. No. Sure. And I mean, in all that, I mean, you know, we, we're all in the same boat together in a sense, you know, we may be, we're maybe all selling the same product, but like I said, you know, just like tonight, you may have felt like chicken. You went to KFC, but tomorrow night you may feel like crystals or, or, you know, or Jack's or whatever. And it's the same with people they want they hunger for that scare and that entertainment so instead of going to the movies they love the fact it's halloween and they want to be scared they want to have that thrill but if all the haunts in their area suck they're looking for the good ones and so if we can all combine efforts and and share you know and and build each other better you know the patrons do do well as well as we do well because now you're not sending them to something that you regret sending them to yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, if, if you suggest a show for them to go check out and they don't enjoy it or they have a bad experience because of any number of things, 
yeah. the thing they're going to remember alongside of that is, well, this guy told me this show was good, so why I'm not going to go back to his show. Yep. It's cooperation, as I call people. <laughs> so, you know, it's cooperative competition. And honestly, you know, I, I love it when there's a good haunt it's close to us that, you know, understands what we're – because, you know, Gates of Misery, we had a good relationship, which was they died this year. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Nashville Nightmare and, of course, Netherworld, we've always had a good relationship with Ben and Billy because, I mean, you know, nobody really competes with them. They have their own thing. So, I mean, we tell people all the time we're not competing against anybody but ourselves. We just want to outdo ourselves every year to bring a better show, um, you know, and that and that's all we ever thrive for. We're limited to our 35,000 square feet. We're limited to what we got, and our budget's not – as big as a Ben and Billy or another world or, or a Nashville nightmare as far as that goes. But we love what we do and you're going to see that passion in what we do. Well, I feel y'all use uh, the space y'all have very well and enjoy it very much. Man, I appreciate that very much. Totally. And I mean, like main street, we're adding a new building this year. I won't tell you what it is yet, but you know, we add a building each year because every year you've been there's something new, you know, like the water tower, we added this year because yeah. that wasn't there last year. And then this year we're adding a new building on main street as well. So, so it, it's, it, it, the town even grows every year you come. Oh yeah. Very excited to come check out the show and, and can't wait to come see it. Cause I've heard nothing but good things about it. ShutterCon is happening in September as long as everything goes right. Right. Yes. Everything goes right. We're, we're, we're planning on moving forward. We're, we're trying to get more space right now, but right now the hotel kind of limited me on my space because I wanted to do a lot more than what we were doing. It's only going to be a Saturday-Sunday show, but Friday night we're opening up Dread Hollow and actually allowing everybody to kind of do a, a, a test drive uh, for our actors and plus uh, be able to do a lights-on tour to kind of see all the details. Um, so, you know, I hate to say I'm pulling a Larry, but uh, I'm pulling a Larry because um, uh, drag everybody to St. Louis and show them my show. But the thing I'm doing is I'm letting you go in for free or for the same or less price than what you pay normally instead of jacking the price up three times what he does during the season. Uh, so, so yeah, and I don't care if he hears this because p- piss on him. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I just don't feel like you, you should treat your brothers and your sisters that way. You should charge the same price or less because, I mean – these are people that are coming to enjoy it, not to actually, you know, make money off of them. So, right. I mean, so, so, I mean, we want to bring other haunters in and we want to bring other actors in. And, and like I said, I mean, anytime somebody says, you know, we're shut down this weekend or, or, or like the guys from Gator Misery reached out to us and said, we don't know if we're going to have a haunt next year. And I said, come work with us, man. I mean, I know it's an hour up the road, but shit, we'll, we'll bring you in. You know, we'll, we don't, we love yeah. to have, you know, seasoned actors and, and hell, it makes it easier for me when hiring comes around because if I get 10 of your people coming up, you know, I only got to hire 20 other people or whatever, you know. So, right. Because we average about 60 to 70 people, you know, every night we work. So, yeah, I want to, you know, maintain. And if I can have seasoned actors, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, real quick before we go, I want to touch on something that's uh, a haunt that's pretty close to Dread Hollow is Hell's Bar. Is that what it is? Hell's Bar? Yeah, Hell's Bar. It had its first year, and we actually went. I would like to see them, you know, if they can get bigger and everything. But uh, I don't know if y'all had the chance to go check it out or not. I did not. I heard a couple a couple of our actors went, and and they were disappointed. Um, 
Well, and all that, the, the weather did not hold out well for them because that's what I tell people. Uh, I love having our air conditioned and our heated building because no matter what the weather is, we keep it a good 70 degrees in Dread Hollow all the time. And Hell's Bar, with the summer still pushing into October last year, I mean, you know, you were sweating your balls off and, and then you had to go in there. And then I heard that their actors just didn't have the effort that they could have. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful location for it. It's just like if you've ever been to, um, uh, oh, in Birmingham, uh, Sloss Furnace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love to have that setting. But if you ever go to the haunt, and, you know, it's been years. Don't take it the wrong way, but it's been years since I was there. It was so horrible that I literally wanted to talk to the owner when we were leaving. And he would never come talk to us. But because I just wanted to tell him, dude, I saw four of your actors on their cell phone. You know, three of them never even just came out. I saw them, but they didn't come out and even try to scare us. I mean, you know, and I wasn't trying to be a tattletale, but as another owner, I would want somebody to tell me, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I just, and and they acted like he didn't even care. And I was like, well, you know, the show shows that you don't care, you know, because yeah. um, uh, we see one of our actors with a cell phone out. It's, they, they're fired. There's, they walk to the back. We kick them out the back door. So, I mean, that's just a big no-no because i mean unless your character would have a cell phone i don't want to see it you know yeah. um because i mean that, that just takes you out of the experience and it, you know it's just it can't happen you know so but but no i mean to me that's a beautiful place to have it i just don't know how they're going to survive with with uh the elements there you know yeah. uh well i know i know part of what happened with them there is, is doug uh kind of got that he hit that building almost almost a last minute because he was planning on doing something on his own property, and then that deal came along and he jumped on it. So I think he just kind of shortchanged himself on time. Yeah, uh, and see, hopefully but, next year it'll be a little, little bit better for him. Well, and I mean, and I don't know him or anything, but as as I told somebody, I said, you know, word of mouth, I didn't hear anything good about it. I heard great things about, you know, God, it would be a great building to have a good haunt in, but it sucked, you know? And so I was like, I don't think they'll survive. I said, they may, you know, if they can actually improve their show dramatically. Um, cause they definitely had the advertising and stuff like that, but I don't know if they can, you know, cause word of mouth is, you know, that is horrid to, uh, you know, any haunt. Uh, oh, yeah. so yeah. So, but a lot of people forget too over time and they go, you know, I'll go get it another chance or new people will go and say, I really enjoyed it. And then that guy may give them a second chance. Yeah. So, but that's why I tell people when they're wanting to break in this industry, don't, don't penny pinch on your first year because dude, if you don't get a good show, you know, you're, you're done for. Yep. There will be no sequels. <laughs> yeah. I really hope, uh, you know, if he decides to do it again, that, uh, he, he pulls out all stops just, you know, right now you really can't do much. At least uh, get going here soon and get on things. Yeah, and he's probably having the same problem we used to have up at Ruby Falls. Is I mean, he's probably limited on the time that he can get in there and build and, and do, and all these limited on the, what he can actually build and do because it's a uh, you know a historical site. Um, yeah. And that you know because we've we were asked to do a haul on a boat one time and and you know and when i told them the price and what it would take to do it you know they couldn't believe how much it was going to be and i was like i mean you're you're wanting me to build this on a barge you know literally a barge and 
and you're wanting me not to start it till September 1st. I mean, you know, it's going to take a lot of labor to build it in three weeks, you know? Oh, so, 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 yeah. So, I mean, people don't think about all those aspects, you know, and we, mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, there's so many things in play. And that's what I try to explain to people when I see one at like Eastern State Penitentiary, you know, because you go up there and tour their facility and you're like, oh my God, you know, and great, you know, aesthetics and everything like that but a nightmare to build and be upon that because you can't do anything because of the historical side of you come in there and yank a chain in your butt you know so yep. uh, so you know so i mean those guys have a you know set things they have to do and meet and, and building code and all the things and that's what i tell people man i mean I, I, you know there's so many things that god i'm glad i'm not in a historical site anymore because god it sucked building in that cave <laughs> So I, bet. I, will, I will never do a cave ever again. I will say that a thousand times over. <laughs> so understand yeah. That. So yeah. So no, and I mean, in all that, I, I'm too old to build this shit in two weeks anymore. I mean, God, 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Yeah. But man, I just, I don't even know how we did it. Cause I mean, we're right in the middle of, you know, re renovating for this year, you know, and, and it's like, we got to be done for the video shoot in May. And it's like there's we're not gonna have it all done, so we're just working on the scenes that we're actually gonna be shooting. That way, then we can build the rest of it. But you know, it's, it's yeah. just amazing what what you got to do. You know what I mean? And and uh, and all. But that's one thing that we do too is every year it's a totally different haunt. So, you know, and I and I know that a lot of the big haunts can't do that, but as long as I live and as long as I'm still kicking, I every year it'll completely change somehow. Because I don't want anybody to ever come and say, "Oh, I saw this last year." You know, right? That sounds awesome, man. And I, I dig your your mentality behind what you're doing, and I can't wait to come see the show. I know everyone's been been singing praises of it, so I want to go see it for myself and get to be one of the ones that starts singing praises too. Man, uh, well, I appreciate it, and we'd love to have you. And like I said, definitely ShutterCon to keep us in mind. Because if you want to come teach some classes or do stuff, I mean, we want to bring that effort in and, and i mean and heck ShutterCon could rotate to nashville you know and then next year or in two years uh, you know we pull it in august up in nashville somewhere and and open up nashville nightmare if those guys would be open to doing that because i mean you know i don't want it to be just all about us but i want it to to, right. to expand and and go to all the other haunts you know and like i said i'm not trying to pull larry on anybody it's just i've been doing conventions for a long time as well and and, uh, you know, so I was like, you know, it's time to bring the haunt aspect. Now that I got a building, I can share that because before I couldn't share it because, like I said, I mean, two weeks to build it, we're open, two days to tear it down. I mean, there's no time in between to run a uh, convention at the same time. So, uh, right. so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing that and, and bringing that and, and going forward with it because, like I said, we could even do a bus trip to Nashville. It's like an hour and a half away, you know, other yeah. than the time zone change. You gain that hour going up, so it's literally thirty minute drive almost. So uh, then you'll just lose it coming back. But oh well, you know. But uh, I mean, guys up at Frightworks are really great to work with up there. So I mean, mm -hmm. I, I would love to be able to do a whole tour of you know the mid south and and bring in some of the other haunters too. Because like I said, we don't have a show around here, and, right. and we need that. And especially with Transworld dying this year, and you know, and I don't I don't see it coming back till March of next year. Uh, I could I be wrong, but you know, because I, I don't think anybody can go. Um, 
and if they do do it, I don't know if the vendors can go because I mean, I was talking to a few of the vendors who spent ten thousand dollars in just shipping the product there, and so now they had to send ten thousand dollars to ship it back. So I mean, they're yeah. already twenty thousand in the hole, not to mention how much they pay for their booth. I mean, geez, you know, it's it's hard to have that one time a year that's Black Friday, and in Black Friday it gets canceled. So yeah, so that's I so feel totally for the vendors, and that's what I mean. We want to spend some more money this year too with vendors, just to kind of make sure they're there next year as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so anyway, but I, like I said, I'll keep talking. Let me keep rolling. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show and chatting with us, and and uh, enjoyed you know your your take on our six questions we like to ask. So, yeah, yeah. it probably be turning about thirty five by the time I'm done. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, um, but if, that's what I tell people. If you can actually catch me and get me talking, I'll talk for days. That's what my business partner always tells me. Is, oh God, you know, because I'll start talking. But I tell people, I go, but you know, I don't get to talk a lot, especially when I'm working or doing stuff. So it's nice when I get do get to talk. Well, hell yeah, man. I uh, I'm a talker too, and appreciate you joining us. And I'm uh, hoping everybody's loving this show so far. Yeah, and hopefully uh, we can expand on this and uh, look forward to ShutterCon. Uh, we will definitely be there. Well, I will. I don't. I'm hoping Matt can show up, and maybe we can do a little a live show from ShutterCon or something. Yeah, cool. I'll definitely, uh, definitely check my schedule and see if I can work it in. You know, might have. Uh, it's it's right in the middle of build time. I think it's the 18th, 19th, and 20th of September. So be it'd, okay. it'd be hard, but maybe you can come down for a day anyway. Well, like I said, if, with me not not being locked into a, a specific show this year, my schedule is a lot more open come that that time of year. So. Then heck, come down and play with us a couple weekends. I might take you up on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you gotta do is drop me a line, man. Like I said, we love to have other actors come, and and you know, it's it's just building the family bigger. And maybe you can take something from us, and we can take something from you, and and just make all the shows better. That's what we want to do. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thanks y'all. Thanks y'all. Appreciate it very much having me on. And uh, and uh, if there's anything we can ever do for y'all, let us know. Hell yeah. All right, will do. Thanks, man. Thank you. Listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network.